The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are you ready for 2024? Have you thought about the goals and the different things that you want to do, that you want to accomplish, that you want to infuse into your life to make 2024 your best year yet? Well, if you want to find one of the paths to doing that, to coming up with goals, not just New Year's resolutions that you make once and then you place on the shelf and you never think of again, if you're ready to move ahead and thrive into your new year, then this is the episode for you. I'm Stephanie James, psychotherapist and transformation coach, and you are listening to Igniting the Spark, where each week we bring you inspirational guests to help you ignite your joy, happiness, and well-being. Together, we can illuminate the world. Welcome to The Spark. I'm so happy to have you here with me. Happy New Year. I hope that you had a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. I know that for me, the holiday itself, Christmas Eve and Christmas were so fantastic. I have such a beautiful family and I feel so blessed because we all get together on New Year's Eve, or excuse me, on Christmas Eve, and we sing and the kids do plays and we play games and it's just so much fun. And Christmas Day, I had all my kids and my grandkids over here at my house and my husband and I just had such a wonderful time with all of them. And then the day after Christmas, my husband got a really bad cold and I had a little bit of it. Um, but we literally spent the next five days on the couch. And the result of that was so interesting because there wasn't much we could do. We didn't have a lot of energy to do much of anything. And we had already taken the week off after Christmas for work. So what we ended, do, ended up doing was sitting on the couch, reading a lot, journaling, coming up with goals for the new year and well, we binge watched a lot of uh, Game of Thrones, <laughs> which neither one of us had ever seen before. But we really did have some great connect time and great prep time around how we wanted to start this new year. 
And we were forced to just be and to truly just relax, take naps and start the new year off in a way that we were actually really, we felt refreshed, renewed and rejuvenated. First of all, going into this episode, I wanted to talk with you about how you can make 2024 the best year ever. And part of it is really not designing New Year's resolutions, because what research tells us is people make resolutions and then 95% of those resolutions we never fulfill. And Part of the reason why that is, is we don't really have a plan. We have great ideas of maybe what we want to implement into our life, but without a method, without a way of designing our ideal life or designing the next year that we want to move into, it's hard to create the habits or the structure that will help those habits become now the new life that you truly want to create. So let's talk about that a little bit. One of the things that I think is so important as you're, first of all, looking at how am I going to move forward this year, it's important to take inventory from the year before. I really, when I'm working with my coaching clients or my psychotherapy clients, we really do a review first of 2023. So grab a notebook, grab your journal and ask yourselves a few questions that are really going to help you do a positive reflecting process that will help you define what happened last year so you can more easily and more productively move into this one. One of the things I think that's important is journaling about what were your accomplishments? What were the highlights of your 2023. Oftentimes we don't take inventory. We don't look back at what truly were our own personal successes or what were the things that really brought meaning and happiness to our life. So looking at the last year and writing those down, what were those for you? I know for myself, I I had so many. I felt so blessed that not only did I get married in July and have an amazing honeymoon in Mexico, I also had a wonderful time with my family last May, with my extended family, all 19 of us. So my brother, my sister, all of our kids, my grandkids, and my parents went to celebrate their 40th wedding anniversary. And so we all had a week in Cancun together. So that was my second Mexico trip. And one of the other highlights of my year last year was that in March, I took a group of women on a retreat. It was a transformational retreat right outside of Tulum, Mexico. And I just really do love Mexico. And and I was so blessed last year to have that be such a big part of my life. So those were kind of some of the big, what what my family calls boom booms. Those are some of the big boom boom highlights. Um, I had some beautiful personal accomplishments. My film, When Sparks Ignite, was put on Neil Donald Walsh and Steve Farrell's Humanities 
team and Humanities Stream Plus network. So now it's streaming there. So please go check it out. I mean, it was so exciting to have interviewed Steve Farrell and then to have him get so excited about the film and then put it on his network, which has some of the amazing greats on this network. Uh, whether it's Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, Mark Nepo, Greg Braden, so many amazing people. And I was so honored to be a part of that. And honestly, you know, just to go back for a minute to my wedding and honeymoon, it, what an amazing time. You know, when you have friends and family together like that, it is such an incredible experience. And instead of having a rehearsal dinner that Friday night, what we did is we had a rehearsal luncheon so that that evening when we had all these friends, we had 130 people at the wedding. So we had a bunch of friends coming from out of town. My husband had lived in Seattle for 10 years. So we had people from Seattle and Maui and Santa Fe, people traveling from all over California coming here to Colorado. And so we did a fire ceremony. Um, we had a beautiful uh, man, Scott, who did our wedding ceremony. And so at his beautiful property, he has this big fire pit. And so in the fire ceremony, we invited our guests to join us and to put into the fire the things that didn't serve them. And then to really call in the blessings they wanted to bring to their lives. So kind of like what we're talking about here, you know, even looking back over your last year, we're going to get to uh, that part in a little bit about focusing on what worked and what didn't. So that was just a beautiful way to move into this weekend together, uh, celebrating with so many different people. So anyway, those were really the highlights. And I would say one of the amazing things from last year that I really want to share with you that was so special happened right before Christmas. And this story, it's its one of those things that it really was something that I will never forget. It was one of the most incredible miracles of my life that I was able to witness. And so I was so blessed. This was a part of my 2023 year. But my husband and I were at his mom's Place. We had gone up there the week before Christmas, that weekend before, so we could celebrate Christmas with them. And they live up in Rollins, Wyoming. So we were up there and on I-80, headed back home on Sunday. And we were probably half an hour outside of Rollins when this huge eagle was swooping over us in the car. It was rustling, like rustling in the sky, like having this interesting interaction with these other blackbirds and they were all kind of swooping around together. And the next thing you knew that huge Eagle hit the side of a semi and then just fell to the ground. It just plummeted to the side of the road. And my husband screeched on the brakes and we backed up to see how the bird was. And it was off to the side of the road. And when we got there, you could see that its right wing was way out. It looked broken. It had one of its legs out in front of it, and its head was just down. 
Um, and, and it had a little bit of blood coming out of its beak. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, we both took turns, you know, getting out of the car and looking at the bird. And we both said, you know, it's really hurt. We've got to call somebody. And my husband had the wherewithal. He's like, okay, I'm going to call someone from the wildlife refugee and try to find someone, forestry service, somebody that can help us. And so we were able to contact someone and they were sending someone that could really help with taking this bird to, there was a raptor rescue. And so that person was on their way and they said, you know, he's coming from Elk Mountain. And so it would probably be at least an hour until he got there. And my husband looked at me and he said, you know, we have so much going on, you know, they're on their way. Should we just go? We kind of gave him an idea where the bird was. And I just said, we can't leave that bird. You know, we can't leave this bird. I was so worried that the bird was dying. And indeed, as we got back out of the truck to look at the bird with its head down, it started closing its eyes. And we thought, wow, this bird really is dying. So when I got back into the car, I said, you know, I just have to start praying. Like I was calling in every <laughs> guardian angel, every spirit guide I could think of and just praying for this bird. I was imagining this bird just soaring in the sky before this incident happened. And just, it was so huge. This bird was so huge and so majestic. I had never been so close to such a huge bird in my life. And we were probably just about five feet away from him. And so I started praying and I started praying and an hour went by. And at one point, the eagle had pulled its wing in and had pulled its foot under it, almost like it was nesting. And again, had its head down and its eyes closed. And in one moment, all of a sudden, it picked up its head and started looking around. Now, it didn't move its body, and we thought, well, maybe it's paralyzed. And it would turn, and it would turn its head and look around and look around. And so many times, it would turn and look straight at me and straight into my eyes. And I just felt this amazing heart connection with this bird. And I kept telling it in my heart, you know, help is on the way. It's going to be okay. You're safe. And the way that we had parked our car, we were blocking it from oncoming traffic and the wind that was created by other semis driving by. So it was almost it was almost as if the bird understood. And I continued praying. My husband continued praying. And finally, the wildlife officer got there. And I could hear he and my husband talking. And he said, you know, um, we're going to this is how we're going to capture the bird. We're going to wrap this blanket around it. And, you know, it'll be in captivity the rest of its life, but at least it will live. You know, we can take it to this refugee. And what happened next was so incredible. I'm looking right at that bird and it's as if he had heard them speaking. And at once he jumped to his feet. And he took a look around and all of a sudden he just unfolded 
that whole huge six feet of wingspan and whoosh, he just took off up into the sky. He had not moved in an hour and a half. And he went up into the sky and he flew across the highway and up into the hills at the side of us without a broken wing in, in perfect flight. And it was literally witnessing a miracle. My husband and I were both like, oh my God. I mean, it was one of the most incredible things I have ever witnessed. And it just felt like that triumph of spirit. It was so amazing, you know, and that lesson around life is precious. Our life is so precious. And the life of that bird was so precious. And to see it live like that, and the wildlife officer said he was going to stay around the area for the next three days to make sure that he really was okay. But it really was coming into 2023 this year, um, excuse me, coming into 2024, it became this just victory of life and how essential each one of our lives are. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So going back to the journaling exercise of writing down your accomplishments and highlights, when I wrote down my whole list, I actually had forgotten that story. And so I had to go back into my journal and write that down because it was such a powerful transformational story. So I hope that you will find those little golden nuggets for yourself as you look back on your year there are going to be the little things that really you felt good about, even if no one knew about it. Maybe you kept a promise to yourself and you started taking longer walks or reading certain books or connecting with certain people that were important for you to connect with. It's your accomplishments, nobody else's. It's your highlight reel. The other thing I think that's important is then looking at 
what really worked for you last year? Journaling about what really you, you put your mind to something or you really put a lot of effort into something, what worked? And then what really didn't? What really didn't work for you? Sometimes we do things and the outcome isn't what we wanted. It's not about judging yourself for it. It's just about saying to yourself, okay, that was something that I probably don't want to put energy into again. And that might be a project. It might be a friendship. It might be an extracurricular activity. It might even be a craft. You know, I'm reminded of my very first interview over six years ago was with Larry Bloom, who was a professor at CSU in the psychology department and just a personal friend my whole life. And one of the things that he spoke about is the importance of failing, you know, putting your heart into something and it doesn't always have to go well. He talked about how he had always wanted to play the jazz harmonica. And so he took lessons to play the jazz harmonica for six months and he devoted himself. And he said at the end of six months, he realized he really couldn't play jazz harmonica. Like that just wasn't his thing. And he said it, but it was great because he really went for it. And I think that's the important part for us. Don't be afraid to fail forward, to go ahead and take those risks. So look back over the last year. When did you take a risk? Some of them are going to have paid off and some of them probably didn't. And it's all good. It's all okay. It's important that we know it's okay to fail. It's okay to get that feedback. And I, I love that my last guest that I had on the show, Anna Grady, spoke about that to look at failure as not failure, but really it's information. We learn something from it. So really looking at that. Okay, and now the last journaling prompt for 2023 till we start moving into 2024 is what are the life lessons that I learned from last year? So think about that. What were some of the overall arching life lessons? And I can share with you, for me, it was absolutely around creating balance in my life because I have so many different careers as a psychotherapist three days a week, as podcast host and author and filmmaker. I, I spend my weeks absolutely in a packed schedule and how important it is to remember just to walk outside, to be in nature. I love napping. I always say I'm a nap advocate and how important that is to get that little 25 minute power nap in. How important it is to connect with people that really for all of us, light us up, bring us up. So many of us are caretakers. I think it's important we think about those people we spend a lot of time with. So really looking at that. Um, I can tell you one of the things for me that when I was looking back over life lessons, I think one of the essential parts of that for me last year was a year ago in January, I evaluated all of the relationships that were important to me in my life. And literally what I did 
was I wrote down all of their names. And then beside them, I gave them a scaled score from zero to 10 of how much energy I was investing into each one of those relationships. Now, I think that this was such a great process because there's going to be some people that maybe you give a five or a six, and that's right where you want it to be. Because the next column was, where do I want the energy to be? Like, here's where the energy score is. Where do I want it to be? And there are some people, maybe even though they're important relationships, they live far away. And so putting a three into that relationship might be okay as far as overall energy. And there were people like my pops who I adore. And when I looked at how much energy I was putting into that relationship, he and my mom lived six blocks away. And yet I was only putting a four into our relationship. What I wanted to be putting in was an eight. And when I realized that I was able to look at spending more time and making, not only looking at it, but making it a priority. So I was going over there at least once a week to sit down and have coffee with them, even if it was just 45 minutes or an hour really being present and building my relationship with pops in particular, you know, and just spending that time with my parents. And that being one of those life lessons to put our energy where it is most needed in what's the most important to us. And I think that list can be really telling as well, because we might be investing a lot of energy in a friendship or relationship that just doesn't feel good anymore. And the relationship may not be serving us or maybe necessarily the other person, but going like, yeah, this is maybe a relationship that I'm going to pull back on and allowing that to be okay. Again, these are just wonderful evaluative tools so that you can be maximizing your energy and that your time so that you're really spending both very effectively as you move into the new year. So now that we have some of that, let's talk about moving into 2024 because 2024 is going to be such an incredible year for all of us, no matter what things are going on in our world. We know that there's lots of challenges. We know there's lots going on in the world right now. So it's really being able to focus on how can you best take care of yourself? I'm often heard saying, you know, be a priority in your own life. And I do think that that's essential because as you show up for yourself, then you're better able to show up for others. So one of the things that I think is important as you're looking at what you want to bring into your life this year, things that you want to do is really looking at small goals. If we want to improve our health, if we just come up with what before would be like a new year's resolution and we're saying, okay, well, I'm going to go to the gym five times a week and I'm going to work out an hour every day. And we start coming up with these unrealistic expectations. I love, like in James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, he talks about setting these small achievable goals and then building on them as we create habits. So I think this is an essential piece. You can look at your habits right now. You can look at what's serving you, what habits are really serving you, what habits aren't. 
And then what habits you'd like to start developing and to really start small. So when you want to start a new habit, you're going to look at an atomic habit. So you're looking at a very small, like an atom, something that is very small. So for example, in James Clear's book, he speaks about a gentleman who wanted to lose a lot of weight. And instead of doing that huge commitment, like we just talked about, like I'm going to go to the gym every day for an hour, when we don't do that, when we can't accomplish the huge goal we've set for ourselves, oftentimes we're like, oh my gosh, I'm a failure. I can't do it. I'm not, I'm, I just, I just am giving this up. So instead, what James suggests is doing something very small, like what this gentleman started doing is he would get dressed, go to the gym and do nothing. Like his first habit to develop was just waking up, getting into his clothes and going to the gym. And so it was an interesting story because after this gentleman did that for a couple of weeks, what started happening is he was like, well, I'm already here. I might as well <laughs> work out. And how he ended up accomplishing his goal of losing quite a bit of weight because he did these small incremental steps. So think about that for yourself. What is the smallest step that will move the needle, that will put you in the direction of your goal? I think that's really one of the essential pieces here to make it small enough. And here's what's great. We know from research, it takes 21 days for something to become a habit. So that's whether it's eating, it's a new exercise routine, it's introducing, maybe you wanna read for 20 minutes a day or start meditating. If you can start doing that on a daily basis, just those small little steps, maybe you say, I'm gonna work myself up to 20 minutes of reading a day. Maybe I start with five minutes of reading a day. Maybe I start with five minutes of meditation a day. I think that's what we start doing. And after 21 days, it's become a neural pathway in our brain and our brain, which loves predictability is predicting then that that's going to happen the next day. And it's so much easier to follow through. So I'm really inviting you and encouraging you to follow through in this way. I think that if you can make your goals small enough and really commit to, okay, I'm willing to do this little small step, you're going to see yourself 21 days from now going, wow, I really, I did show up for myself. I really did. I made myself a priority in my own life. And now I start to see change. And as we start to see change, we start to feel motivated to do even more. So, you know, it starts with a commitment to you. And I can't forget the other tool I want to make sure that I talk about as you're moving into 2024 is really doing some visualizing. You know, Olympic athletes, professional businessmen that are entrepreneurs, people that are multimillionaires. I, everyone I read, I feel like lately I'm hearing and I've read about this for decades, the power of visualization. And so for you to truly visualize what you want to bring into your life for 2024, go into specific categories 
It really does help. I think it's beautiful to come up with a vision board where you're cutting out pictures and really being able to visualize what you want, whether it's a vacation, yoga, retreats, what, whatever it is, the new car, better health. You can put those images on a board where you're seeing it every day. And I think it's got to go further than that. When you look at that board, then bring those visualizations into your being. So you might look at the board for a few minutes and then close your eyes and marinate on the good feelings that come from imagining all of that's already happening now. And you can also do that by just doing a journal entry where you write the year that you want for yourself, but you write it as if it's already happening in positive present tense language. So what that would look like is saying something like, I'm, well, here, here you go. Here's, I think, one of the best things you can do is say, I am so grateful and thankful for this amazing life that I am blessed to lead. Every morning I wake up and I have incredible energy. And when I get out of bed, I go and I work out for 30 minutes and I come home and I feel invigorated. And then I do my 20 minute meditation sit, which makes me feel so grounded and so connected to the divine. And then I spend 10 minutes journaling and I write down the things that I'm deeply grateful for. And I hold those things in my heart and marinate on them. And so you go through like this whole entire day for yourself of what it would feel like as if it was already happening. And to read that then every day, one of the ways that we help build this for ourselves is to be accountable to yourself. There's nobody else you need to be accountable for in your own goals, but you. So as you're developing these, write these things down, write down the goals, write down what it is that you really want to bring into your life. And then you spend a little time every day looking at those things, focusing on those things and start moving towards implementing those things in your life. And little by little, you're going to see the change happen. You're going to see this new mindset and heart set that really develops these things in your life. So I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. It is my greatest hope that you can look back over last year really get the golden threads from that and weave them into the tapestry of your next year and your new life. Thank you so much for listening. So excited to share this episode with you. Just wishing you the very best in the year to come. You have been listening to Igniting the Spark with Stephanie James. Thank you so much for listening. And a special thanks to my amazing and magical producer, Tony Ficini. You can find Igniting the Spark on all podcast platforms. So make sure you subscribe so you get every inspirational episode. For more information about this show, my books, my films, and my upcoming events, go to stephaniejames.world and ignite your best life.
I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.